Hello everyone, good evening. Thanks for joining us on the program. Today is a wonderful Thursday and we'll be having another episode of What Do You Think on GSAR FM. I am Okwe Sanyolu. Dear Lord, we thank you for this day. We thank you for the gift of life. We bless your holy name. Lord, we ask as we learn again on the program tonight that you would let our hearts burn within us just as it burned within the disciples when you met them on the way to Emmaus. Lord, we ask the grace to do your biddings after tonight's program will give unto us in Jesus' name. Amen. Tonight we'll continue our study from Genesis chapter 13 from verse 1 to the end as we discuss four choice part 2. Genesis chapter 13 verse 1 to 2. I, I read from the New International Version. So Abraham went up from Egypt to the Negev with his wife and everything he had and Lot went with him. Abraham had become very wealthy in livestock and in silver and gold. In Genesis chapter 12, Abraham moved down to Egypt. But here in Genesis chapter 13 verse 1, we see that he went up from Egypt to Negev. Abraham didn't just go down geographically. His lack of altar in Egypt also made him go down. It's too low. To succumb to jealousy, lying, and deceit, as we discovered in the last episode. As Abraham moved around, he went with everything he had family, staff, and possession. There are some who have only three dependents and consider them as a burden. Some spouses find it difficult to relocate to the other person's location when the need arises. But God saw Abraham's commitment to his family and dependents as he moved around. Thus, God made Abraham prosperous. Abraham was wealthy. The King James Version says he was rich. The Hebrew word for riches is kabod, and it means numerous on the good path and burdensome on the bad side. That means riches are good, especially when it is from God. However, there is a burden attached to it. Burdening its acquisition, in keeping it, and even its disbursement. No wonder Jesus said in Mark chapter 10 verse 23, How hard is it for the rich to make it into the kingdom? But note that the word is hard, not impossible. Why? The things people do. I mean, why is it hard for the rich to enter into the kingdom of God? Like I said earlier, it's not impossible. But it's hard because the things people do in their struggle to become rich and the temptations they used to in acquiring this body in form of riches 
may end up becoming a stain on their pure robe. First Timothy chapter 6 verse 9 says, Those who want to get rich fall into temptation and a trap and into many foolish and harmful desires that plunge people into ruin and destruction. So much for becoming worldly. But for Abraham, it was blessed of the Lord, and thus became wealthy without painful toil. I have once said that being blessed is different from being wealthy. Wealth is part of the packages that make up a blessed life. Dear listeners, though it is hard for the rich to make the kingdom lift, yet outward prosperity, if well managed, it's an ornament to godliness and even serves as an opportunity to do more good. Various examples abound in the scriptures. We have Lydia, Job, Abraham, the Shunammite woman, and a whole lot of others who, through their riches, supported the kingdom of God in helping others around them. verse 3. It says, From the Negev, it went from place to place until it came to Bethel, to the place between Bethel and Ai, where his tents had been earlier, and where he had first built an altar. There, Abraham called on the name of the Lord. After going down to Egypt, where he defaulted by making a poor choice, he returned to the promised land, where he first built an altar, and then he called on the name of the Lord. Dear listeners, no matter how far you have drifted, you can still come back. Remember, Mary and Joseph traveled a day's journey before they realized that Jesus was no longer with them. But they took the pain and went back, and they found Jesus. Where did you last meet with the Lord? Why don't you go back? and search for him. Oftentimes we sing, Taught me one more time, oh Lord. But that was not the song of the woman with the issue of blood. She made up her mind to touch Jesus. reading from verse 5 down to verse 7. It says, Now Lot, who was moving about with Abraham, also had flocks and earth and tents. But the land could not support them while they stayed together, for their possessions were so great that they were not able to stay together. And quarreling arose between Abraham's earthmen and the earthmen of Lot. The Canaanites and Perizzites were also living in the land at that time. There are some persons that when when other people live with them, they don't allow them to amount to anything. 
everything they do and work for must belong to you. Such was the pattern of Laban to Jacob until God came to Jacob's rescue. Not so with Abraham. Abraham's blessing was, con- was contagious. It spread to Lot and under the watch of his uncle, as they wandered together, Lot became rich in cattle and other possessions. He had his own staff while still accompanying his uncle. Some hire housekeepers and owe them their wages. The Bible says wages are an obligation. So, well, Lot was fortunate. In his own case, Abraham treated him well. And Lot had so much cattle and stuff that it began to engender strife between his staff and Abraham's staff. What a world. The death of of Lot's father and grandfather didn't cause trouble between them. Moving from all of Chaldeans to Aaron, from Aaron to Canaan, did not cause any rancor. When there was famine in Canaan, Lot did not choose to go elsewhere to find pasture. He followed his uncle down to Egypt without an argument. Now, they are both rich and the strife has begun. Some persons are ready to stick with you when you have nothing. When they have nothing, I mean. But once they become big and grow some wings, it gets into them. And what made this quarrel worse? between Abraham and Lot was the Canaanites and Perizzites, people who probably did not know God, were around to watch what was going on between Abraham and Lot. These good people, this righteous family, how can they be quarreling right in the midst of strangers? The quarrels of members of the household of God gives occasion to the enemies of the Lord to blaspheme. And so it is best for us to keep the peace that it should not be broken. And if differences occur between us, we should do everything within our means quickly to quench the fire before it breaks out beyond control. Verse 8. So Abraham said to Lord, Let's not have any quarreling between you and me, or between your ex-men and mine, for we are brothers. Verse 9. Is not the old land before you? Let's part company. If you go to the left, I'll go to the right. If you go to the right, I'll go to the left. Abraham did not treat Lot as his word, nephew, or as a foster child. He treated him as a partner. Although he was the elder and the greater man, Abraham showed himself to be a man of cool spirit that had the command of his passion, and he knew how to turn away wrath with a soft answer. If we are to follow peace with all men, then we should never revenge. It could have been easy for Abraham to say, well, if you want to go, you can go, but I know you acquired all these things under my care. You leave everything right here and take your leave. But it did not take revenge. Bible says follow peace with all men. Following peace may look okay. I'll choose not to talk. I'll choose not to do this. It may seem easy, 
men. Follow peace with all men. It may be easy to follow peace with good men. It may be easy to follow peace with church members. But you have to follow peace with all men. That stranger on the road who provokes you, you have to follow peace with him. Follow peace with all men. Now, Abraham had options. One thing was for him to, he could have chosen to ignore everything when they came to report to him, uh, Abraham, our headsmen and your headsmen are fighting, what do we do? He could have just said, well, let nature take its course. It will be sorted out in due time. Or he could act as the uncle that he was, the big man, and call the shots. Instead, he chose a third option. He was humble. He acted wisely as a leader. He offered his nephew the right to choose first. And he, Lot, accepted the offer and didn't see anything wrong with it. have a proverb that says that means a, ch- a young chap may become wealthy but no matter what he has no matter his possessions it mean he will not have the experience of elders who have gone ahead of him pride goes before a fall that you are rich as a young chap doesn't bring you onto the same pedestal money can't bring you to the same pedestal with leaders, with those who trained you or raised you up. Abraham knew the land was promised to him, but he told Lot to choose his portion first, and Lot did not relinquish the offer. Abraham was not just willing to share, he was willing to let Lot choose first, not minding what would be left. Abraham was not willing to cheat, use his age, his status, to cheat Lot or call the shots. Yet Lot did not see anything wrong in Abraham's kind gesture, eagerly, like a child offered a lollipop. He took the bait and he chose. Abraham offered Lot the choice. He accepted it once. Oh, how passion and selfishness make men rude. Lot looked up and saw that the whole plain of the Jordan was well watered, like the garden of the Lord, like the land of Egypt towards Zohar. This was before the Lord destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah. 
Saul, Lot chose for himself the old plain of the Jordan and set out toward the east. The two men parted company. Abraham lived in the land of Canaan, while Lot lived among the cities of the plain and pitched his tent near Sodom. Now the men of Sodom were wicked and were sinning greatly against the Lord. One would have expected Lot to be reluctant after his uncle's offer, or to be civil and remit the choice back to Abraham. I know uncle, I have to choose first. Who am I? Is you that God promised this land, or you choose first? Instead, Lot decided to choose first. He chose by sight, the lust of the eyes. He looked around and saw that the old plain of the Jordan was well watered. But he didn't see how impudent the men of Sodom were, that they were daring sinners. Ezekiel chapter 16 verse 49 says, This was the iniquity of Sodom, pride, fullness of bread, and abundance of idleness. All this were not open to Lot by sight. But he chose the plane by sight, but he couldn't see what lay ahead for him in that land. Sometimes the righteous may have wicked neighbors, but it's usually worse when we put ourselves deliberately in such situation through a poor choice. And as long as you look around you, you will always see. There are things that would help you make your decisions. But when we let go and let God, is sure to direct our path. verse 14 says the Lord said to Abraham after Lot had parted from him lift up your eyes from where you are and look north and south east and west all the land that you see I will give to you and your offspring forever in verse 16 says I will make your offspring like the dust of the earth so that if anyone could count the dust then your offspring could be counted to Abraham. He spoke to Abraham to give Abraham a reassurance. You know, Abraham might have thought Lot's departure was something you know, to grieve about. I mean, so many persons would have considered Lot to even be Abraham's son as they journeyed around together. So the departure of Lot was enough to make him downcast. God told Abraham to come out from his household, but he kept moving along with Lot. When our relations are separated from us, it's not the end of the world, as long as God is not separated from us. In fact, those types of separation make us more aware of God. 
When Elijah separated himself as he ran from Jezebel for his life, God spoke to him. In the year that King Uzziah died, Isaiah saw the Lord. Have we been longing for God's presence? It might be time for you to let go of some ties so that you may see God again. The second thing about God speaking to Abraham was that it seems it was after his obedience was complete. God has said it earlier, leave your household. But he kept moving and Lord kept following him. But now that there was a separation, Abraham's obedience was complete. God came back and restated his blessings to Abraham again. When we obey God fully, we invite God's presence and we are open to blessings and further instructions from God. Verse 17. Go, walk through the length and breadth of the land, for I am giving it to you. When the Lord gives you his word, you need to act on it by faith. Begin to walk the talk and live the life. Don't just claim that opportunity. Explore it. The prospects seen by faith are more rich and beautiful than those that we see around us. God told Abraham to walk around the land, feel it, take possession of it, see what lies in it. And that's what God expects from us. When he opens our eyes to opportunities, we should take it and explore it. Verse 18. So Abraham moved his tent and went to live near the great trees of Mamre at Hebron, where he built an altar to the Lord. After walking through the land, after sightseeing, exploring, he chose a place to build his tent again. And not just his tent this time around, he also built an altar to the Lord. Abraham was not just ready to dwell in the land promised to him, but he was ready to dwell in the land with the consciousness of God. In my opinion, it is better to break some ties than to lose touch with God's presence. What do you think? Dear Lord, we thank you for your word that has come to us again this evening. We thank you for your instructions. We ask, Lord, that the grace and boldness we need to take the right step to cut off from things 
of presence that has denied us of your presence, you grant to us in Jesus' name. In all our decisions, as we make our choices in the journey of life, help us not to decide based on what we see around, but help us to decide based on what you will show us. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you all for joining the program. Thank you, my dear producer, Emmanuel. Kindly send your opinions to WhatsApp 90861536600 or on the Telegram channel GSALFM or on Facebook page GSALFM. We love to hear from you. What do you think about tonight's discussion? Turntables is available in print and you can get in touch with us if you want to be the contact person for turntables in your location to make it easily available to those around you. It's been a wonderful evening and until we meet next time, 